Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation, bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you enjoyed the preseason finale for the Dallas Cowboys, a 31-16 win for the good guys, for America's team. Fun times at AT&T Stadium. Of course, this is our post-game show. You can watch us live on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel, Blog on the Boys Twitch channel, or the Blog on the Boys Facebook page. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're watching, like, whatever the case may be. You can also watch this after the fact if you're lazy and you missed the live show. How dare you? Shame on you. You can also, of course, listen to the show after the fact on the Blog on the Boys podcast network. And make sure to visit blogontheboys.com all the time for the latest and greatest in the world of America's team, where things have, of course, been uh, a little bit busy as of late. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure to get your votes in, although I think I know where this is headed. Uh, for tonight's star of the game, again, the Cowboys victorious in their preseason finale, the first preseason win of the year for Dallas. Uh, Will Greer, Hunter Lipke, and Malik Davis, the options tonight, although, again, if there are any votes for anybody except for Will Greer, I will be very, very, very disappointed. Um, this was a really positive night for the Cowboys, and yesterday was a really kind of crazy day. If somehow you missed it, I really can't imagine that that's possible. On Friday evening, the Cowboys trade a fourth-round draft pick to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for Trey Lance. My initial reaction, if you saw it, if you read it, I was a little bit down on it. I took 10 minutes. I thought about it. You all helped me. We kind of processed through it together. I think, you know, the more time that goes on, we're starting to really love that trade more and more and more for what it represents, contextually for what Trey Lance represents. Uh, but given uh, Trey Lance's presence, it was very obvious. In fact, it was literal that Will Greer would not be on this team. In fact, it was reported by David Moore, the Dallas Morning News, now more than 24 hours ago, that Will Greer had been told by the Cowboys that no matter what he would have done on th on Thursday, on Saturday night against the Raiders, that the Cowboys were going to move on. Um, and what did Will Greer do? Uh, kick a whole bunch of ass. We actually said we hoped that he kicked ass, and he definitely did. Will Greer on Saturday night. For your Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys, he was 29 of 35. That is an 83% completion percentage. And again, threw the ball 35 times. So it's not like he was 83%, uh, you know, throwing the ball 12 times or anything like that. 305 passing yards. So uh, three bills for Will Greer. Two passing touchdowns, one of which went to Hunter Lipke. I see a lot of you chatting about Hunter in the comments. We'll talk about him and certainly how we're going to advocate for him to be on the 53-man roster. Ten rushing attempts for Will Greer. We certainly know he has that element to his game going all the way back to his days in West Virginia. For 42 rushing yards, simply put, it was masterful for Will Greer. I think this was kind of one of those things uh, where, again, I don't want to speak for all of you, but I'm going to in this case. We're all going to root for Will Greer, right? Like, we're all going to kind of keep our eyes on him and, and wish him the best. And I feel like, you know, based on the vibes we had 
uh, from the 49ers fans who joined our emergency show on Friday night. They kind of feel the same way, although that's a little bit awkward because Lance is on a, a longtime rival of the Niners. Here's hoping that Will Greer winds up somewhere that we're cool with rooting for. That's what we're going to cross our fingers for. Um, so while we're on the subject, um, I will hand out my stock report. I've written this already at blogontheboys.com. Yeah, I know I work really hard. That's how I roll. Shout out to me. Um, and, and here's the thing, positive vibes only, but because they're necessary, I really, I had no stock down to hand out. I really did not. I, I wanted to be fair. If you watch this show, if you listen to this show, you know that I'm not shy about handing out stock downs when I feel like they are earned and they are deserved. Uh, but I did not feel like there was a single stock down that really came from Saturday night from anybody on the Cowboys. So we have 10 stock ups to hand out. Um, so let's get to it. But uh, let's get to your comments first things first. Uh, my friend Mikey, uh, by the way, everybody, Mikey is an Arsenal fan and Arsenal are a bunch of losers who drew with Fulham uh, on uh, on Saturday. What a shame. Mikey, that you can't root for a proper club like Manchester United that can complete a heroic comeback. But Mikey says, bro, why did Greer have to or decide to ball on his way out? It is definitely uh, a bitter pill to swallow. But I mean, I don't think we would have wanted it any other way. I think we're all this is just kind of a win. Um, this is the Michael Scott win, 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 you know, playbook, right? Like we win, we get Trey Lance. Will Greer wins that he obviously gets to go somewhere else. And the fact that everybody's winning means that there's winning happening all around. I suppose um, that's what Charlie Sheen was really talking about. Brian Rail, everybody follow Brian on TikTok at Talk Cowboys says, and all three may not be on the team this time next week, talking about our contenders for star of the game, which are Will Greer, obviously, Hunter Lipke and Malik Davis. And that's part of what this is. And I think that that's a necessary caveat to add to the entire discussion that we're going to be having here is that these are, are mostly, and I say this, believe me, with all due respect, these are mostly players that are not going to be in the NFL come two weeks from now, right? Um, and that doesn't pertain to just this Cowboys game, but that's all across the NFL throughout this final week of the preseason. It's the final week of the preseason for a reason. And so we're going to you know, throw a lot of flowers around here and give them to a lot of people. But um, the context of the quality of competition definitely has to, of course, be added there. Thank you, Brian. David says, I had to vote for Hunter, my pet cat. Sorry, RJ. That's okay. Uh, Xavier says, still working on the, those polos. I think we would look good in them. I am. I'm screaming at my bosses, by the way. If you want a blog on the boys polo, um, let's do this. Tweet at SB Nation. Just tag at SB Nation on Twitter and tell them you want them to sell blog on the boys polos. Uh, but I am screaming at my bosses in the meantime on behalf of all of you. Loco Texas says, Will Greer was interviewing for a job. Uh, me being in between jobs, mad respect on him doing what he's got to do. Best of luck to you as well, Loco Texas. We're all rooting for you. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Tim Lowe on Facebook says, Will balled out tonight. Good for him. Uh, D-Day 2 says, Dak wide open offense play calling. Too. We'll definitely get to that. Uh, Dukes, uh, is, if that's Daisy Dukes from College Station, I've definitely said it like that before. Uh, says, yes, on the 53, please. I think talking about Hunter Lipke, uh, McEwen, sorry. Talking about Sean McKeon. Um, let's see here. Let's get to more comments, and then we'll kind of start the stock up. Sam offers a question in a super chat. Thank you very much, Sam. Says, you think they'll keep four running backs and four tight ends? If we look at the running back and tight end position groups together, right, who are the players that we know are safe? As far as running backs go, the only ones who are safe in my mind are Tony Pollard, Rico Dattle, and Deuce Vaughn. So there's three. If you look at tight end, all right, who is safe in that room? Jake Ferguson, Luke Schoonmaker, they're the absolute most safe. I think Peyton Hendershot is clearly safe, especially in light of the John Stevens Jr. injury from a week ago. So now we're up to six. So we've only, we're only able to keep, you know, if you want to keep four and four, um, I suppose, you know, the battle is kind of between Malik Davis, Hunter Lipke, Sean McKeon. 
I I don't think they need that many. I mean, I mean, I really don't. I'd rather go longer elsewhere. I'd rather go longer at offensive line. They're going to keep three quarterbacks. That's a bit of a luxury ride, and some of that's necessity and the emergency rule and all that kind of stuff. I don't think you need that many. I would love it. I mean, and these players, it's important to say, uh, you know, we had a great article on our site yesterday on Friday that Joey Ikes wrote. Um, we're going to be upset, right? There's going to be a player, whether it's Hunter, and I'm not trying to, you know, put anything out in the universe, but whether it's Hunter Lipke or Malik Davis, <clears throat> excuse me, or Isaiah Land, there's going to be a player that the Cowboys kind of were going to say, you fools, what are you doing? There's no way that they're going to make it through. There's no way that you're going to be able to stash them on your practice squad. More often than not, they usually are able to do that. But, you know, it's not a foolproof process, obviously. But I definitely would not keep four and four myself. Um, Kevin comes in with some cool water, says, and I wouldn't get overly impressed with that calling plays. Defenses don't game plan for preseason games. Again, I think that's partly fair. Uh, but uh, just getting about the cool water thing. All right. Uh, Mike Cantu says, blogging the boys polo, make it happen. We'll see. Like I said, tweeted SB Nation. I've done all I can. Uh, Jeremy says, sending all of the good vibes to Will. He is a class act, and I know he will be on someone's 53. All right, so let's get this party started. Stock up. Will Greer. It can't – I mean, what? Like, again, what an – I it's – I think people throw out the term Disney story too often. This this isn't a Disney story because it, it began with something unfortunate, obviously, uh, for Will Greer in that his job was was lost, right? The Trey Lance trade obviously um, removed Will Greer's job from Will Greer's hands. And so that's a, a, a difficult way to kind of start the Disney movie. Uh, but, man, he played so well. I mean, it, people talk about life right like control what you can control i'm, I'm a big believer in that I'm, I'm certain that most people are um that's a very common you know approach to life in general and it really kind of felt like will greer just controlled what he could control he could not control obviously that the cowboys on opportunity traded for trey lance all of that was out of his hands completely uh but he could control how he played obviously and he played out of his mind good for him seriously cannot wait uh, to see where he winds up. Marlene, you said, please answer my question. I don't see your question. Um, oh, let's see here. Uh, Marlene says, I did not get the game and um, uh, was hurt. I'm not certain what, what this means. I hope you're all right. But says, who was the quarterback tonight? It was Will Greer. Uh, he was the quarterback for the entire duration of the game. He was phenomenal. That's why he is a stock up. The stock up. If there is, If there ever was a stock up for a single game, it was Will Greer on Saturday night. For the Dallas Cowboys. Again, we really don't have to say much about this. Uh, actually, a great point from Charting Cowboys that says Disney movies do often start with some sort of conflict or strife. So it's fitting. That's true. This is the like harrowing part of the journey. And even then, all due respect to Will Greer and what he's gone through, this is not anything similar uh, to the beginning of, say, up. Like Disney has definitely gone further when it comes to conflict or strife. Um, Let's see, Mikey says Stockdown Will Greer for waiting so long to ball. Mikey, again, I know you're upset about Arsenal. It's okay. Shout out to Will Greer. Shout out to Hunter Lipke. Over 100 yards from scrimmage. Um, you know, when the Cowboys finished their draft and had their undrafted free agency class, a lot of us thought that Hunter Lipke had a legitimate chance to make the team just kind of because he was this big fullback option. And there's so many people. I don't know why this is a thing, but whatever. And again, I say this with all due respect. Um, so many people are concerned about what the Cowboys are going to do on the goal line, how they're going to replace Zeke Elliott's 12 touchdowns from a year ago. And again, not to take anything away from Zeke, but you're telling me that you believe that the Cowboys can travel 99 yards very consistently, but that they will have, you know, some strife themselves with that final yard. 
they'll be completely and totally cool for literally 99% of the process. But that last little bit, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, this is a real Kobayashi Maru. I have no idea how the Cowboys are going to get through it. If you do subscribe to that school of thought, welcome to Hunter Lipke. And I think what's cool about this game and the way that Hunter played and performed was that it was more than just this short yardage goal line back. I mean, Hunter Lipke was this true total, um, the easy, low-hanging fruit comp is John Kuhn, obviously, given Mike McCarthy's history in Green Bay as a play caller. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would, I would absolutely not leave Hunter Lipke off the 53-man roster if I were in charge. Great job by him. Awesome game. Well done. Uh, a lot of you have brought it up, so we're going to go ahead and get to it third because it felt like we had to give Will Greer love. We had to give Hunter Lipke love. Uh, stock up. Um, I don't even know where the stock like went up from, but Dak Prescott, the offensive coordinator. And again, I think it's um, – uh, let's see. Shane, by the way, says, man, I missed a Cowboys win. They didn't air the game in Oklahoma. Sorry about that. At least I, I didn't find it. The days of that are over at the very least. Stock up um, like Cowboys on TV because preseason's over. Uh, next Cowboys games on national television. So best of luck to you, Shane, in terms of watching. But um, but yeah, I mean, before the and, and so if you're somebody who missed the game or, or missed whatever happened before the game, it was reported by Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News, and then it was a big talking point on the broadcast um, that Dak Prescott would be calling um, would be calling plays for the Cowboys' offense, would be serving as offensive coordinator. And holy crap, it was so awesome! It was so cool. Uh, the Cowboys were incredible um if we're being honest right the cowboys had seven possessions on offense uh the first six all ended in point opportunities and by that i mean they were either touchdowns field goals or uh one missed field goal for brandon aubrey the seventh possession was the end of game which obviously ended in victory formation so zero punts for the cowboys with dak prescott calling plays um and again you know i'm fine providing a few grains of salt uh, that this was a preseason game, the quality of competition, et cetera, et cetera. Cowboys had 28 first downs on offense, 16 through the air, 11 on the ground. They only had one first down by way of penalty. So did the Raiders. They were 8 of 14 on third down. They were 3 of 3 on fourth down. Dak Prescott uh, with some onions on Saturday night. They ran 71 total plays on offense. They ran, or excuse me, they had 457 total yards of offense. They and the Raiders both averaged 6.4 yards per play. We talked about Will Greer over 300 yards passing, 153 yards on the ground for the Cowboys. They were four of four in the red zone. I mean, it was an incredibly efficient offensive night. And so even if you are including the grains of salt or whatever, I mean, if you do not believe for whatever reason that Dak Prescott has an incredible grasp of how offense should go in the NFL. This had to have been, I think, a big wake-up call for you. Uh, Dak Prescott was phenomenal, so kudos to him. I think you can't leave this game without feeling really, really, really good about the state of the Cowboys offense in a number of different ways. I think those were the kind of obvious headliner stock-ups. Um, the next ones are a little bit, you know, a little bit under the, the surface, uh, but I mentioned that we have 10 and we're three through, so that means we have seven left to go. Uh, Shout-out to any of you who were able to, um, to do that easy math. So stock-up for me, I have two linebackers on the list, Devin Harper and Jabril Cox. Uh, so I've got stock ups for both of them. Like I said, I don't have any stock downs. I thought Devin Harper played really well early in the game. Again, apologies to those of you who missed it. I'm hopeful that we're here to provide you some level of understanding on what did happen. Uh, but Devin Harper early in the game had a great third down stop. And Jabril Cox didn't really have like a moment like that, that, that I would kind of, you know, put on the cover of his performance of the game. Um, but it was really great to see 
legitimate linebacker depth. I think, you know, obviously it was terrible what happened with everybody that got hurt last week for the Cowboys, but uh, DeMarvion Overshawn going down really kind of called into question the depth at linebacker for the Cowboys. We obviously know uh, that Leighton Vanderish and Damone Clark are going to kind of hold things down from a starting perspective, but who's going to step up behind them? The fact that Devin Harper and Jabril Cox both had solid moments on Saturday night, I thought was really impressive and really important, obviously, uh, for the overall state of the defense. So kudos to the two Cowboys linebackers um, that saw some love on Saturday night. Rob Garcia says, do you think that Dak was a little hesitant to overwrite Kellen's plays at the line when he was play caller? Talking about Kellen here. Now that Mike McCarthy's doing it, he'll maybe do it often. I would say that we should not read too much into this. Like now I sound negative, but we should not come. Look, and I believe me, I'm I'm well in the middle of the Dak Prescott fan club. That's why my initial reaction to the Trey Lance thing was as sensitive as it was because I was worried about the, you know, circus it would cause around Dak. But whatever, that's, you know, water under the bridge at this point in time. I thought that Dak Prescott called a great game, but it is, I think, premature to say, like, he could do this all the time. Um, But I do think there is some truth to Dak having more purposeful leeway with McCarthy calling place. And I think that that's by design, not that Kellen was opposed to that, but it is very clear. It is very obvious that Mike McCarthy wants things to flow through Dak Prescott. And you can believe in Dak or not, but that is the way that an NFL team, an elite NFL team should operate. The quarterback is the person who has the most responsibility. They're the person who has to have the largest understanding of what is happening in and around things all around. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, I think it's a good sign, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that big of a takeaway away from, uh, from what we saw on Saturday night, but so kudos to the Cowboys linebackers moving on stock up Mozzie Smith. Uh, last week we talked about this a lot. Um, last week was not a great game for Mozzie Smith and that's okay. There were a lot of takes floating around this past week, last seven days or so. Um, it's difficult to transition to life in the NFL. Um, and I think that this was a great bounce back game for Mozzie. I saw a great tweet from friend of the show, David Hellman of Fox sports. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, um, if, you know, I know that Mozzie's, you know, doing this against, you know, kind of third stringers, but the fact that he's just overpowering dudes really shows that the talent is there. It's just all about learning scheme and, and technique and things like that. And I think that that's really well said. Um, I think that Mozzie is, is not going to be a pro bowler or an all pro right away, but there's no question that there is talent there. You may have seen whoever you are or heard, uh, the clip from the, the Roku documentary, uh, the, the pick is in that they released. Uh, there was a scene, we wrote about this at our site at blogonthevoice.com. If you want to go see it, uh, it was, it was a clip and, and for what it's worth, the Cowboys website themselves had released part of this. Uh, right after the draft, but it was a clip of the Cowboys front office debating between Mozzie Smith and Matthew Bergeron, um, kind of pros and cons, et cetera, et cetera. But um, so that was really great. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. But I thought Mozzie Smith played really well, really positive step forward, really kind of awesome way to start the regular season for him. Kevin offers last week's uh, was an overreaction that made no sense. Yes, he had a few bad reps, but it was against the top offensive line and name a defensive tackle that is never that never has a bad rep against a good line. You can't. Again, I would not offer um, that it, it was worth overreacting. I think that Mozzie played poorly last week, but it was again 
that that's all that really needed to be said. Like, I think what I said, yeah, I don't know exactly what I said, but my general disposition was like, you know, not the best game from Ozzy Smith, but no reason to freak out, no reason to panic. It's all good. Um, we'll see. But uh, but Mozzie Smith, arrows pointing up after Saturday night. Uh, Loco says, I saw that video. I like when Jerry was like, I'm going to feel like, you know what, if we don't get one of these guys. That's true. Uh, and the Cowboys did walk away with Mozzie Smith. So good for them. Stock up for me as well. Simi Fahoko. I love Simi Fahoko. And um, I'm I'm nervous for him. I, I, I don't know if this was Simi Fahoko's last game with the Cowboys. We'll, of course, see. Uh, there's obviously... Only there, I think we there's a consensus, right? We 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 have a consensus that there are five receivers on the Cowboys 53 man roster right now, right? Like if we're not going to do this right now, by the way, we will have a 53 man roster prediction. I will have a 53 man roster prediction that will drop on Sunday here on our channel. I will of course write about it at bloggingtheboys.com. I'll post some stuff on my socials about it. If you're curious, you can follow me on social media uh, at RJ Ochoa, basically everywhere except for TikTok, where somebody had that username, had to go with RJ.Ochoa. Uh, but 53-man roster prediction coming on Sunday because the Cowboys, like everybody else, have to finalize their 53-man roster by Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. But getting back to Simi, um, so the five receivers that are set for the Cowboys, obviously C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert, Kevante Turpin. Who's your sixth? Actually, if you're watching live, um, I would love to hear who who's your sixth receiver. That's the question. Who is your sixth receiver? Your contenders, your options, your nominees. Of course, obviously, Simi Fajoko, Jalen Brooks, who I thought had a nice game too, but I think Jalen's stock kind of remains static. Like it was fine. I don't think he improved. Um, I thought Simi, this was the best preseason game so far, or not so far, but the best one for Simi Fajoko. So you got Jalen Brooks, you got Simi Fajoko, you got Ontario Drummond, um, you got Dennis Houston if you want to go that route. Um, those are your kind of four tried and true contenders, I think, for the sixth wide receiver spot. So I don't know if Simi did enough to take it. South Texas says I would prefer Drummond over Simi. Kevin says I would keep Jalen Brooks over him if we take, uh, I think you mean six, not five. Um, South Texas says six is Brooks. Adam says Jalen Brooks. Allen says Drummond played well. Rick says Brooks. Um, Loco says sixth. Uh, Des Bryant, get him out of retirement. Mitchell Green says, those are my six, RJ. Uh, South Texas offers. Uh, Brooks is solid playing and play out. Joe Brooks, not biased at all, says, I like Jalen Brooks because I'm Jay Brooks too. Um, and finally, Rob says, Cooks, Gallup, Lamb, Brooks, Turpin, Tolbert. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't think it was enough and I would love to be wrong, but then I would, if I'm wrong, then I'm missing out on Jalen Brooks too. You know what I mean? It's a tough thing. This is, I can't recall a year where I felt this many internal battles, uh, or, or felt this, this difficult about, uh, so many roster positions or so many roster battles on the Cowboys, but, uh, stock up for Simi Fajoko. Nonetheless, if it was his final game, um, he certainly gave uh, a very strong effort there at the very end. Um, so next up on our list, uh, stock up Luke Schoonmaker. Hey, Luke Schoonmaker had a touchdown um, in this game. And I do think that Luke Schoonmaker has come along. Now, to be clear, the game, and I reiterate this point a lot, the game is stock up. And so that doesn't even necessarily mean that you are doing well or you're awesome, right? It means that your stock improved. Um, now, Luke Schoonmaker began his Dallas Cowboys career with about the lowest stock possible. I don't know a single person who loved the Luke Schoonmaker pick. I think I, I know like five people who tolerated the Luke Schoonmaker pick, but I know like 5 million people who were super down on it, who hated it, X, Y, and Z did it, whatever the case may be. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that because he had a touchdown in the third preseason game that all of a sudden Luke Schoonmaker is Jason Witten reincarnated. However, 
it was a nice moment. It was it was a nice moment, and it was a positive step forward. It was proof of concept that he can do this in the NFL. So stock is up for Luke Schoonmaker, nonetheless. Um, and and I think you know at the very least he helps you give. I think he provides pause on whether or not you want to keep Sean McKeon. And some of that obviously also has to do with Hunter Lipke and things like that. But Luke Schoonmaker is I, I remain excited. That's that's where I, I remain interested. But it was a positive day for Luke Schoonmaker. And for that, he gets a stock up on this show. Um, we have two left, if you have been counting, by the way. Um, and we might as well do it now. Um, Malik Davis. Malik Davis was awesome as well. It was kind of difficult to stand out when Hunter Lipke was kind of taking all of the attention uh, as far as the backfield was concerned. As far as Cowboys rushers, Hunter Lipke carried the ball 15 times for 58 yards. Will Greer also, as we talked about, 10 carries, uh, 53 yards. Um, and uh, Malik Davis, 10 carries, 42 yards. I actually have to correct my Instagram post. I actually got that number wrong. I, I gave Will Greer 42 yards. It was 53 yards. But uh, Malik Davis, 10 carries, 42 yards. Just some tough yards, I thought, ran really hard. Um, and I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do at the running back position. We obviously talked about that a little while ago, but um, – it's it's tough. Uh, Rob says, I don't know if Malik makes it past waivers if we cut him. Again, that's one of those things we say a lot every year. Um, I do think that he is he's the fourth name for me. Like that, I think that that's we we all agree, right? We all I'm fighting off a sneeze, by the way. That's why my face is funny. Um, that's how you know we're doing this live. But um, but he's he's clearly the fourth name, right? Like we're 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 all in agreement, and that's not said disrespectfully, but it's Tony Pollard. And then Rico Dowdle, obviously, Deuce Fawn is his own thing. So if you're talking about the running backs in terms of the priority that you want them on the roster, Malik Davis is fourth. So his competition really isn't in the room. Like, again, Hunter Lipke's kind of the same, but also different because of what he offers. So do you want to carry Hunter Lipke? Do you want to carry Sean McKeon? Again, you are carrying three quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'd be fine rolling the dice and thinking that you could stash you know, Malik Davis on the practice squad. That's that's where I think I land right now. Um, I don't feel great about that decision, but like I said, we're there are going to be several. I'm talking like five to seven roster decisions that we're going to need to take some like tums about. Like we're going to feel upset because the Cowboys are going to cut some players that we really like, and I think Malik Davis may wind up being one of them. But we will see. Time will tell. I mean, it, I it, something like this it can feel so heavy because we're thinking like man he's such a big part of the rotation we haven't seen tony pollard at all this preseason period right like tony pollard's going to get the lion's share of these touches and we want deuce Vaughn to be involved like the touches simply are not going to be there for malik davis and that's part of the question or part of the option now dustin also offers a great point it says running back questions what will happen with ronald jones is it possible davis and lipke get cut if lipke makes the team what's his role First of all, Ronald Jones now will not be seen for a little while in terms of games. Obviously, he's suspended for the first two games, so you don't have to worry about him impacting your roster math right now. That's the the benefit of that. Um, if Hunter Lipke makes the team, he's obviously kind of a short yardage dude. He's a special teams dude, um, and and he's a guy that can kind of you know that's not afraid to do it all, which I think is what people admire and like about him. Um, and so, I I mean, again, I I'm not feeling great about this, but I think. I think Malik Davis is maybe like my 55th player right now, and I can only keep 53, and that's a tough scene. But those are nine stock ups again, and we have 10. All right. Now, I'll be honest with you, you know, and because I think this is obvious, but like obviously, as the game is unfolding, you know, we're preparing, right? We're okay. This guy's a stock up. This guy's a stock up. We have our list ready, right? And we had nine stock ups, and we had one 
that I had created a new category for, although I think I've done this in the past, but it was called static stock. And it was a player who I thought did not improve their positioning with the Cowboys, but also did not, you know, see it fall. But, but then a 59 yard field goal happens. Stock up Brandon Aubrey. Now, I'm happy that Brandon Aubrey made that 59-yard field goal, but I want to be honest with you. I was fine with Brandon Aubrey being the Cowboys kicker before that 59-yard field goal. Brandon Aubrey, prior to that field goal that he made, missed a 59-yarder. I'm never going to penalize a kicker, any kicker, for missing a 59-yarder. That's an extraordinarily long kick. It's not the same sort of thing. The accuracy involved should not be weighted the same as it should be from, say, inside of 45. So I'm not upset with Brandon Aubrey in that sense. But he bounced back, I think, before the the field goal, he had four consecutive extra points because Dak Prescott called an amazing offense, which we talked about now. Then he did make the 59-yard field goal. I mean, I, I this is the, the – this Brandon Aubrey is the kicker for the Dallas Cowboys. That may not make you feel great, but I think – Again, I'm I'm not going to pretend that I know the total lengths and you know strengths of every kicker in the NFL, but I would bet that Brandon Aubrey right now on talent alone is somewhere around the tenth to twelfth best kicker in the league. And I understand if you you know are upset that you can't have the best, right? Like that's what we all want. We want the best everything. But I think Brandon Aubrey is a little bit better than we're giving him credit for, and we haven't had a whole you know a lot of data we don't have the largest sample size to kind of support that and i think that's what's kind of itching in the back of our minds uh but brandon aubrey uh jay swift also notes all touchbacks too that's great another great point dj dog says aubrey agree let's roll with him the oxnard end zone is a unique weather effect lol uh rick ursellini says made all extra points um again i understand if you are not feeling great but I think, I mean, look, there are way worse positions to be in. And if you don't believe me, look at San Francisco. And part, part of their issue right now is injuries. Hey, you know, by the way, if the Niners need a quarterback, we'll send them Will Greer for a third-round pick. I'm just saying right now. But anyway, um, but for real, Brandon Aubrey, um, awesome game. Good job, Brandon Aubrey. We trust you. We believe in you. Brandon Aubrey's going to have to have a new number because I don't – I mean – He's not a stock up for me, but Kelvin Joseph is definitely making this team. I'm, and I say that like um, he's not a stock up because I think I already had his stock fairly high. Um, so Kelvin Joseph's making this team. So he's number one. So I don't know what number Brandon Aubrey's going to be. Obviously, Trey Lance needs a new number. Uh, so there's a lot of new numbers that are going to be coming around and, and being changed. We'll see if Deuce Vaughn gets a new number. I know everybody's really interested in that. Uh, but uh, yeah, Watsamata on Brandon Aubrey says, don't love him, but 100% feel better about him than I did at the start of 2022 with Maher. Uh, DJ Dog 31 brings us up. Let's pose this question to the class, DJ Dog, if you're all right with that. Are we feeling better about the backup offensive line? Your answers, if you are with us, just simply yes or no. Are you feeling better about the Dallas Cowboys backup offensive line? Um, I think that... Um, that I am. Um, I know that's a, a, a scary thing to say. Dukes says yes. Um, Kevin says yes. Jay Swift says yes. As I fight off the season again. Mikey says yes. David says yes. Awesome and TJ Bass. Janie says yes. Micah Parsons fan says yes. Rick Ursolini says yes. Jared Wall says yes. Um, man, uh, that sneeze is fighting me really hard. CJ Watjin, I uh, hope I'm getting that correctly, says no. Um, let's see. Um, uh, Rob says no trade or free agency. Uh, Tim says yes. So the yeses have it. We'll give we'll give that. Um, now, I don't think anyone feels great. 
again, and I, I know that that's kind of a lame way to answer the problem, right? Like, oh, hey, RJ, we have this problem. Well, everybody has a problem. Right? Like, that doesn't solve the problem. <laughs> like that, that doesn't help. Um, Mikey says, awesome. Well, let's go. Bass have, have impressed me. I agree. I, I think Josh Ball has played well as an interior offensive lineman. So I def kind of, I, I feel similarly to, to the depth along the offensive line as I do Brandon Aubrey. Like I feel fine. I feel okay. I think that they, given, you know, the situation, the Cowboys have made the best lemonade that they possibly can. And I'm fine giving them a dollar up there, stand and drinking a few cups. Like that's where I'm at with the offensive line depth. We'll see how it goes. We still haven't seen the starting offensive line all together. It's important to remember that, but, um, and I know that we're all scared, um, obviously of somebody getting hurt or whatever the case may be. But right now I think the Cowboys, this is how I've, I've really kind of come to feel, which is very strange. Um, a good friend of mine, Kyle Barber, uh, who runs our Baltimore Ravens site at, uh, SB nation, Baltimore beat down. Everybody go check it out. If you need some news or analysis on the Ravens, um, at the beginning of today's sort of game before the game even started, Jerry Jones obviously held court. Uh, he talked about the Trey Lance trade. And he said all the right things. Uh, Jerry said, yeah, look, we just really liked him. It was We really wanted to get him. We didn't want to let San Francisco hang up. And then Jerry said, hey, you know what? This has absolutely nothing to do with Dak. We're still going to get that deal done, et cetera, et cetera. He said all the right things, uh, which was kind of strange. In fact, Stephen Jones also said all the right things. If you didn't hear, I know some of you say you didn't get to watch the game, but St uh, Stephen Jones appeared on the broadcast and talked about Trey Lance, kind of echoed Jerry and said, yeah, we really wanted him. We liked it. Fourth round pick, totally worth it. But yeah, this has nothing to do with Dak. That extension, we want to get that done sooner rather than later, et cetera, et cetera. And so back to my friend Kyle Barber, we were, you know, I, I tweeted, I said, this was the right thing to say. It's a good thing to say. It's the best possible way to handle this. And Kyle was like, yeah, dude, that's the perfect thing to say, like, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just saying, like, you know, at what point did our extremely volatile favorite football team become this boring organization that just does good things and makes sound decisions, right? Like, remember when the Cowboys used to be a disaster and used to be chaotic? And now they're just simple and mundane and boring and efficient and, you know, wise. Like, we, <laughs> when did all of that happen? And I think that that you know, overall idea kind of has manifested over the course of training camp in the preseason with regards to the offensive line. We were super panicked. We were screaming. We were panicking. We were SpongeBob and Patrick outside Squidward pissed off inside the house, whatever. And we were upset that they had done nothing. And here we are sitting together on Saturday, August 26, 2023, while USC, you know, comes back to life this season. And we're like, hey, we kind of like this. Like, they, this, there's some pieces we like. Brandon Aubrey's pretty good. You know, like, we, dare I say, and I recognize how foolish it is to say this, but I, I think it's fair to say that I trust them. I feel like they have earned our collective trust as fans. And that is a terrifying thing to feel because of how we've been burned in the past. But I trust them. It doesn't mean that I think that they're definitely going to win the Super Bowl, whatever the case may be. But I trust them. They have done some very, very smart things. And when when I haven't trusted them, when you haven't trusted them, it has worked out like we're talking about with the offensive line depth. Uh, Mikey has posed a question for the chat. Says, with the season about this, about to start, if you could add one past Cowboy on this team to ensure a Super Bowl, who are you picking? Uh, it's a really fun question. Um, I don't know. Right now, I'd probably... Um, I don't know at this point. I mean, I'd say offensive line depth, but um, I mean, I don't know. I I might go. I, it's just difficult to, you know, it's difficult to find a spot that I really want to upgrade. And again, that kind of speaks to how they've built the roster. But 
Um, I suppose I would add, um, man, I, I, I think I'd add a lot of, so we got Michael Irvin, Larry Allen, Charles Haley, um, Brian says a healthy Sean Lee. That's a fair answer. Um, that would not be my answer. Um, Larry Allen's hard to disagree with. Um, fine. I'm fine with Larry Allen. It's cool. We'll, we'll sit there. Uh, Larry Allen's a good answer, but yeah, uh, Cowboys are in a place of trust and, you know, I'm willing to open my heart and, and kind of believe in them. Um, and so, um, and now pick and pop, uh, willing to kind of calm us all down says, slow down my friend. We need to chip first. Totally agree. Again, I'm not saying the Cowboys are the, the most well-run organization in the NFL, but they have definitely come out on the other side of the circus that they've been as of late. Um, and so, you know, that's cool. Like they deserve their props. They have handled everything very, very, very well, uh, to this point. And so for that, I'm willing to kind of give them a bit of a golf clap. So kudos to the Cowboys. Okay. Up next preseason. Yeah, it's over. All right. No more preseason for the Dallas Cowboys, which means their next game. It's for real. The season opener is Sunday, September 10th. The Dallas Cowboys will be on the road. The Cowboys are starting their season. I'm, I don't know if anybody has said this, but if not, I want credit for coining this. The Cowboys are starting their season Sinatra style. All right. They're doing New York, New York, the New York football giants on the road week one at MetLife Stadium. Then the Cowboys come home, obviously, for their home opener against the New York Jets. The city's so nice. They named it twice. New York, New York, Sinatra style to start the season for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, And those are two tough games, obviously. I know that the Cowboys have owned the Giants. In fact, I don't know if anybody knows this or if you all know this precisely. Dak Prescott has won, I think, his last 10 games in a row against the Giants. Um, The Giants just are horrible against Dak Prescott. They have not beaten a Dak Prescott-led Cowboys team since Dak Prescott's rookie year. The only wins the Giants have against the Cowboys in that time span have seen backup quarterbacks obviously playing uh, in lieu of Dak Prescott. Andy Dalton obviously uh, comes to mind. Uh, That was a tough scene. Even Cooper Rush, though, did beat the Giants last year. Uh, but so, um, yeah, you've got the Giants, you got the Jets, but the next time the Cowboys lace them up, it is all for real. Um, they are on Sunday night football and you ask me, that's the best way to start the season. All right. I, I don't know if any of you have already had your fantasy drafts or you still have a draft or maybe you've had one, you still have another. Uh, but the, the ideal day is you get all day to hang out with Scott Hansen on the red zone channel. And then Sunday night football starts, Carrie sings the song, Mike. Chris, Melissa Stark, they show up and we get all juiced up and we go to work. We focus on, we just have one game to focus on. We don't have to worry about everything else happening in the ether. All right. We can just apply all of our attention on one single game. And that is the Dallas Cowboys visiting the New York Giants. All right. So uh, that's what's next for the Cowboys. But what's next here at Blog of the Boys Sunday, you're going to get a video with my 53-man roster prediction. So be excited for that. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you, if you want, you don't have to turn on notifications. But if you want, hey, go crazy. But please do subscribe. Please like the video. Those things definitely help us out. So that'll be coming on Sunday. Uh, Cowboys roster cuts will probably be trickling in between Sunday and Tuesday. They have to be done by Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time but they can happen anytime between now and then. We will have a tracker available for you at bloggingtheboys.com. We will update it as all the cuts roll in. So head on over to the site, open that, leave it as a tab, open on your phone, just refresh. You'll be fine. You'll get all the news. You'll stay caught up. And then Tuesday night after the initial 53-man roster is set, we'll have our live Blogging the Boys roundtable. Myself and various BTB staffers will discuss things. We'll 
be upset. We'll scream. We'll cry. It'll be therapy. It'll be awesome. Um, and then uh, we've got a bye week where we have all sorts of content coming your way. I'm just going to tell you right now, I, I don't like to offer this out because, you know, these. I'll say these things are always subject to change. All right. But, but next week we are scheduled to have on both the Blog and the Boys podcast network and here on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel an interview with the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the NFL's all-time leading rusher, Emmett Smith, is scheduled to stop by Blog and the Boys next week. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. Again, subject to change, but that is the plan. The emails have been sent back and forth. I've been told it's happening, so looking forward to that happening. Uh, so that's why I say you do want to subscribe so you don't miss anything that's going on here. If you like me, you like what I'm doing, uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or threads at RJ Ochoa on TikTok, rj.ochoa. Uh, you can leave a comment here as well. I'll try to get to those, or you can send me an email, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. I do not want to forget to hand out our star of the game. Uh, where is it here? Our star of the game. Let's see. The votes have been tabulated, and wow, what a surprise. Will Greer. Congratulations to Will Greer. And honestly, thank you to Will Greer. I will always remember this. Like, we'll always remember the Will Greer night. You know what I mean? Uh, so really, really, really rooting for Will Greer um, and whatever comes next. Uh, you have the support of Cowboys fans all over the world. Um, David, by the way, says, hmm, add Emmett to this team. Ooh, that'd be fun as well. Uh, all right. That's it. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday. I hope you eat something great. I hope if you're... If your team did start their college football season this week, I hope it was wonderful for you. Um, I hope if you're a Texas Rangers fan that the Houston Astros take over first place in the AOS. I'm sorry. That's just that's that's my team. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. I love you all. Have the best weekend ever. You know why? Because you deserve it. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time.